You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 95. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world. And we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's cracking like in podcast world? We are cracking, packing, lacking into you with episode 95 today. Woo! Doventa Cinco. Look at that little new variation. That was a nice little twist there. I know. Look at him. He got another year underneath his belt. <laughs> I was he's just about uh, to say a little older, buddy. <laughs> yeah. He's got a little more wisdom, a little more, I don't know, something coming yeah. out with a new thing. First off, guys, I want to congratulate both of you for the last two months for being so hot. On the charts, being on Podcast Magazine's Hot 50 again for two weeks, two months straight. Hey, got a streak going. Until, so, nice. yeah, yeah, it's been going on for a while. I thought I sent y'all the uh, some of the. I thought you did last, maybe month before last or something. Yeah, I, mean, I, I hadn't seen the updated list. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, guys, y'all are still hot. Whew. Man, we all keep it going. You, dude. Humor, yes. And thanks all of our podcast listeners for continuing to vote for us. We really greatly appreciate that. It's always good to hear the feedback, whether it be, uh, you know, writing us a review or, um, you know, putting us up for that. We're very humbled and appreciative of that. Thank you, guys. Yeah, much appreciated. And um, it's kind of hard to believe we're closing in on 100 episodes here as we hit number 95 and today we're going to be talking about discipline or self-discipline this was inspired by cc yes it was i think <laughs> mr God spoke to him at the last minute only. Mr. Out of nowhere. it came out of nowhere <laughs> truly did um and i think it's a great topic because uh I, I like some self-discipline in life and i think this is going to be good uh so we're looking to talking to y'all maybe about a little commitment um things that we do in our life some of the tactics we use for some self-discipline um and whatnot, but before we hop in, I'm gonna flip it to Johnny. He willingly wanted to take the would you rather from Craig today, so <laughs> I expect this to be good, Craig. <laughs> Me too. Well, I didn't guarantee it to be anything you know, spectacular or anything, but uh, CC was struggling over there. So when I see my guy struggling, I say, you know what? I'll throw something out there. We'll get something. Yeah, I was trying to turn up a good one, but it just it wasn't getting anywhere. So Steve saved me on this. CC was telling us about who? What was that guy's name? That you oh, learned about it? Ping June. Ping June. Yeah. Ping June. Ping right. June. It's my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of laughs going on. That's why we didn't get to Would You Rather. But John eagerly wanted it. Go ahead, John. All right, guys. Would you rather helium balloons or regular balloons? So this is like you're going to fill it up with the machine or you're going to fill it up with your own air? I mean, you could use an air pump if you wanted. Yeah. But what would you rather? weird Craig See, this is this is different <laughs> it is a little different so rather like as if hey I'm gonna give you some balloons you have your choice of regular or helium whatever you're gonna do with mm -hmm. these balloons well I mean that it depends on what you got depending on what you could do with them okay I well interesting I guess I'm gonna go helium helium balloons because I don't know I've always associated helium balloons with parties and birthday parties and so all the happy times in my kids life is when I was inflated a balloon with some helium 
And of course, you can have fun and inhale the helium. Yeah, I was about to say, it's the one that makes you talk like yeah, all high pitch. Change your voice. You walk yeah. around, harass people until you're too dizzy. You can't talk. <laughs> um, and then you can like, dizzy. You can let the helium balloon go and watch it float away and wonder where it's going to end up. And so just kind of have that. Uh, I used to like tie notes to helium balloons and release them and just wonder, man, I wonder where this is going to end up. And then at, and in middle school growing up, we'd release like, you know, every kid released a balloon with a little note. And it was this cool thing because they released them and it said, would you find this? This is a school project. Call this oh. number and let us know. And it was so cool to see like they were getting phone calls from all over the country. Dude, that's oh, all, I should wow. say the Southeast. We were, I lived in Lafayette at the time, but I mean, the farthest, I don't remember it because it's been so long, but it was, it was far away. And so I guess it get up in the jet stream and just took off. Same way. Helium is my choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering what the pro of non-helium is. And I'm wondering why water balloons didn't get to be a pro of this uh. either. Um, I think for I was thinking when I thought balloons the pro is yeah at the birthday parties where the people are like tying the balloons together make me a clown yeah bring me, me a bicycle clown the wedding crashers when they're like <laughs> at the wedding event make me a bicycle <laughs> uh, so I don't really have a whole lot to add to what CC just said I would just go with that for that reason alone but I'm wondering what the pro to the non helium is you get the, the ability to blow them up yourself. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's up to you. It could be a pro for you, but it could be a con. I mean, you blow up a bunch of balloons, you're going to get dizzy too, because it's just a lot of work. It depends on how thick the balloons are, all that kind of thing. So for me, you know, having small kids, you got to figure, okay, it could be a catastrophe. If I choose helium balloons, they might float away like CC saying, and then you got some heartbroken children. Some unhappy children. (laughs) Do what CC said. Go find them. <laughs> but look, I'm in the same boat with CC. You know, I, it's, I enjoy helium balloons, moving around, all that. But with kids, I've had my kids lose some balloons, and uh, they're pretty heartbroken whenever they, they lose that. But uh, also, you know, it is very entertaining. You know, you suck up the helium, and you get to talk in funny voices for a period of time. I, I remember doing that as a kid and just having – a lot of great memories, a lot of funny things that uh, came out of that. So, and you know, you talking about releasing the balloons reminded me of that speaker that we just heard from the uh, mm-hmm. New Life Counseling deal. How she mm-hmm. said when she was a child, she would write prayers yeah. to God and uh, release them, yeah. and she thought that they were going up into the heavens. So, that was something that it reminded me about doing that. So, I think helium's a big win. Go for the go for the helium balloons myself. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he wild hot dog draws on me. <laughs> hey man, I draw, I drew an L. I was trying to get the S and the U. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay, we're gonna roll our way into the to the topic here on self discipline. CC, hey you, buddy, you want to lead us off? Yeah, I was just thinking about it. You know, it's like I think anything worthwhile in life is not attainable without some self discipline. And I often ask myself how come I'm disciplined in some areas and sometimes I'm not in others, you know, you know, it's like, you know, there was a period of time where I got in good, great shape and I still maintain best I can, but it takes discipline to want to get up and do the workouts or eat right. But then there's other times where I'm like, Hey, I want to do this new thing or accomplish this thing. And I got the best of intentions, but for some reason don't have the same drive or initiative. And then you ask yourself, well, why is this, you know, do I have a strong enough why, or am I scared of something? So I don't know. I just feel like self-discipline is really the key to anything that you want to achieve or be in this world. So I thought it'd be fun to talk about it and see what y'all's thoughts were on it and maybe areas where we've had it, we haven't had it, 
um, different ways it applies to our life. I mean, there's all kind of different twists and turns we can take. So look forward. What do y'all think, man? Does that sound like something that you had to deal with? Yeah, man, absolutely. And hearing you talk, it reminded me of a quote that I wrote down um, that I'm going to go ahead and give Plato the credit. It says, <laughs> the f- <laughs> hot dog's still trying to write on me over here. I don't know what's, I don't know what his problem is today. He is not very disciplined. <laughs> he is not very disciplined. <laughs> well, he's very disciplined to try to finish <laughs> the job right. here. With or he's trying to finish the artwork on your arm. <laughs> okay, the, the quote is, the first and the best victory is to conquer self. Mm. So I think that goes a lot. Along the lines of what CC was talking about, you know, a lot of us have good intentions, um, good aspirations, but, you know, just having those ideas, having those uh, wants don't always turn into those victories for yourself. So I think it's something that is, uh, you know, extremely important to keep focused on. Yeah. Well said, Plato. And, you know, (laughs) CC, whenever you said that, I hadn't thought about it. Why Mm -hmm. is it that sometimes we are self-disciplined in something and why are we not at times? And like John just said, you could have some really good intentions behind something. But also, I've thought about it too. There's a lot of things that I've wanted to do in life, and some are coming to fruition, have come to fruition in the process of. Um, and then I look at it, is the why too potentially because it's just not God's time for that to occur? I'm going to use the good old example of the Highlands. Been mm-hmm. wanting to get up there for a while to do a live it and been making some steps there, but hadn't quite all come together. But mm-hmm. getting a little closer to coming together here. Um, for various reasons and so sometimes I'm like I don't know if it's not that I don't want to do it enough I don't know that it's not um, something that I wouldn't be committed to enough it just other things have come up in life you know law practice whatnot so you sit there and you say well sometimes God's opening another door for me so sometimes it's not it may be that we are self-disciplined but it's just not the time for us too yeah absolutely and that's you know you're, you're right you talk about it you think about it you know it'd be nice but you know Maybe it isn't God's time, mm-hmm. you know, and at other times where I feel like you're kind of boxed into a corner, like there's those times where it's make or break, life yeah. or death, you know, it's sort of life hits you between the eyes and then you're pushed to action right? for different reasons, different, different oh, yeah. things. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. You know, I think another component where people, you know, fail and have difficulty with discipline is not understanding, not knowing themselves and not knowing what their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, you know, you can have a lofty goal of achieving something, but if it really isn't your strength, like if I want to do be disciplined and study for a spelling bee, it's just not going to happen. I'm never going to win that spelling bee. I am not a good speller. So I think it just depends on your never strengths. Never never, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm gonna go ahead and put that in the never category. Be, you like you might be competing, competing with like some five year olds or something. And you might have a chance. At I it. could take Tiny right now. I think I could take Tiny, but other than that, I don't know. Andrew's kind of going downhill too, so he might. I might be able to take him. <laughs> but I think it's important to know your strengths and weaknesses. If you if you have a a goal, you set a goal on something of, that you're not super good at it it makes it very difficult and i think it makes it a lot easier for you to get disheartened in pursuing that activity do you think it's people need to set more realistic goals or do you think it's like you said identifying your strength and saying okay this is the goal i want to achieve i maybe in this plan that god's given me i can do this part but you know how many brothers or sisters i can lean on that have a skill set i don't that can help me get there and um, maybe that's a mutual goal you and a friend have and you can both say hey what are you good at what am i good at let's do it together I think about that too, because there's a lot of times you're kind of paralyzed in trying to achieve your goal because you're like, man, I'm just not really, I don't get this. I don't understand this part of it. Or don't know where to start. Don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. I know where I want to be, but maybe instead of always looking at myself to do all everything, I can find another solution. We've talked about that with some of this outsourcing stuff and yeah. you know, there's all kind of different ways. What do y'all think about that? 
I agree, CC. It brings me to a book I just read. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear about it, Matt. What? You're a reader? <laughs> I'm a reader. You're Dude, a reader. Come on, I have a reader here. Uh, I don't know what happened, but... You think he's an attorney or something? I know. Um, I just read this book. The canon has been on me for over a year to read. Cannonball! Probably, probably more than that, and uh, I really didn't want to read it. I, that's why you don't judge a book by its cover. It's called Lifespan, and this is a good example, too. I'm going to tie in a little bit of timing here. I still think a lot of this comes to timing, whether you have commitment. Um... But the book is on, you know, aging and living longer and some habits we can use in our lives. And um, so I picked up a few intermittent fasting, eating a little healthier, Ooh. a little more rigorous exercise, even though I exercise pretty good bit. But it's been something I'm not going to lie. I've been like, man, I really want to do this uh, for years. I think I've said I need to just be a more healthy. I need to be Craig. I need to be <laughs> a little more healthier lifestyle. I want to live that CC life. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I really look up to Craig. He's extremely self-disciplined with his wheatgrass in the mornings and what he's got going on over there. And nothing really ever brought me to the plate to do it. And I went to start this book literally the week or two before Laura hit us. And then that happened. So you started and stopped. I, I took a little two, pause. Two on chapters there, huh? in and a year later, pick back up. Now, did you start back over from the beginning, or yeah. did you remember? Because okay. I was like two chapters in, and I mean, I remember reading it while we were evacuated uh, before we knew what actually happened over here. But anyway, my birthday came. Hit the good old 3-5 here. Ooh, yes. And you keep moving that number on me. It was, John compared me to Jesus, by the way, <laughs> in a letter that he wrote I got to hear me. this. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I'm going to frame it. It was one of the like second time in my life he's ever thanked me too. So a lot going on. I couldn't really read it. I had to almost get it transcribed for me, but it was freaking awesome. That is awesome. But the timing though, it all came together where I really had a much more want to do it, read the book. So I got help. Like you were just talking about Craig you can get help from an outside source, asking somebody reading about it, et cetera. And I had the proper motivation, I think to want to do it. And now we're a good little two weeks in, and, and I'm, I'm loving it. But it just, I, I go back to my, my component of this when you think about selfless one. I think some of it is timing. Timing to have for me. I just didn't apparently have the motivation or wasn't right right time for me to hop on. I probably could have forcefully done it. Been like John trying to teach himself how to spell. But I had to learn to have more of a want or a desire to do it. And it seems like taking action, you know, mm -hmm. the action of reading the book, gave you that push maybe yeah. for some people's the action of getting a, a nudge from a buddy or getting called Jesus. I mean, there's all kinds <laughs> of things, you know, there's all kinds of things that might push us. So I don't know. I think about that too. Just that, you know, at that moment in time, you have a decision. I can take a step forward towards this thing I'm trying to achieve, or I, I don't have to. The more comfortable thing a lot of times is not. So, you know, like how do you get that little edge to kind of bend just bend the bar a little bit more of that, that discomfort. You know, it's like a little bit of discomfort. You got to push through to get to that, that step. You know, it's like if you could break that barrier down or, or if there's any tools you could do to just to kind of pop over that ledge, you know, that last little push, you know, I often think about that. Like what's that little edge you can give yourself or could you call it, you know, call upon it at will. Wouldn't that be cool when you're faced with those moments where it's like, okay, there like, okay. So they talk about me being healthy. I do. I have this, <laughs> Matt Craig. sends me home with some nothing but cake <laughs> a week ago, and I'm like, man, that's like my favorite. These little, like the little pound cakes with the cream cheese frosting on them. And uh, I was testing Craig's self this man, How did you do, Craig? Yeah, so here's what I did. I brought him home, so I was able to gift my family with the cakes. <laughs> the gift that keeps giving. The gift that keeps giving, and they enjoyed them. And then I, um, there was a chocolate one. I love chocolate. So I did cut a little 
taste. So I had a little bit. I didn't eat the whole thing. I mean, you could make the argument, eat the whole thing. It's just once, right? But it's, yeah. you know, it's tough to kind of not do that sometimes, you know, if you have an issue with that. But it's just what, what gives you that edge. Yeah, you know, I think it's another thing as far as discipline is concerned is to brings up a point where CC's talking about right now is, you know, just remove temptations, remove things that you have difficulty with and not be around them, not have as easy access to them. So I'm the same way with, as you with sweet CC. I'm, I'm all about them, but I do a lot better if I don't have immediate close access to them. I, I have a lot better success uh, abstaining from that kind of stuff if I just stay away from it. But going back to what you were talking about uh, as far as the lifespan book, one of the things that you have started doing over the last few weeks is the intermittent fasting. So for you, your goal is to have, be healthier or live longer, whatever else is, it is you want to achieve. What are some of the things that you benefit from by doing that intermittent fasting? Well, I've never been a bad sleeper, but man, I'm sleeping phenomenally well. Um, and I think there is some self-discipline to this. John can hop on some intermittent fasting. He's been doing it a long time. But the reason I, main reason I was talking around with the health and the book is I would like to live a little bit longer and or set myself up for a higher probability. No one knows. You really could walk out there and get hit by a bus or have a heart attack, something like that happen. But um, I wanted to give myself a better probability to do it. So I've cut it down to eating. I don't start eating until about, I'm not as good as John. I think you go to noon, right? Mm-hmm. I go to about 10, 15, 10, 30. This is kind of a big deal because I like to snack, eat my little stuff. got to have something every 45 minutes as you like That's to say. That's true. And then I shut it down a, a couple nights this week. I shut it down right after eight um at night the latest is nine i haven't eaten anything past nine which has been a real big change for me but coupled with this for some incredible weird way candy's just spelled out the door man and really like, what and what is going no who way. are you i don't know this guy <laughs> i know <laughs> in the last two weeks man i had like a little fun size pack of skittles a few uh gummy bears when i was in dallas and like a Laffy Taffy Jays. That's it. This is like, I mean, I used to be having two, 300 calories of candy every day at least. Oh, probably more than that. I would say lot, three, to the, three to six maybe. Yeah, a lot. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you include chocolate, probably so. <laughs> if you include chocolate. <laughs> I think that that's different than candy. <laughs> but, yeah, man. So, can't, for some reason, no real desire. Like, uh, I think, and I think that goes back to Craig when you were saying you're right up to the edge. You got to have some form of, I think it's taking action. Mm-hmm. I think that's a Tony thought too, man. Just yeah. like take a step. And what do y'all think about this? feeling uh and john you can maybe hit on this a little bit too because you've done it craig i'm I'm guessing you may have intermittent past it somewhere too but Mm -hmm. it could be that it could be exercise it could be you know progressing on a project you need to get done at work how about the feeling after you do it versus like craig and eating that cake man i ate a little bit of it if you'd eaten all of it you might not have felt as good about the result or whenever you do Mm -hmm. something that you are disciplining yourself to do you don't exercise versus exercise and a lot of times if i don't i'm like then i'm like man i should have done that and then when I do it, I'm like, God, I'm so happy I did it. Yeah. What do y'all think about the results after? No, I, I agree. It's great. I mean, it, I think it's something that, you know, for all of us, it is a letdown if you have something that you desire and that you want to do, whether it be a small task or abstaining from eating sweets other things like that. And if you do give in, you know, it's fine. It's not the end of the world for most people. But I think for most of us, there is this guilt. There is this mm-hmm. dissatisfaction in the long term. After you do it, you're like, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. I, you know, I... I could have made a better decision and not eaten that. I'm trying to achieve this goal. This is one step off of the path that I'm trying to be on. So, and you know, that's okay too. You can always redirect yourself, get back on that, on that path again, the next day, the next minute, you know, there's never an opportunity that you can't turn around and start going the direction you want to go. 
That's true. It's funny you talked about that. It seems like whenever you have the discipline of doing something that's a little painful, the suffering in that moment, always there's a reward. You know, if it's a discipline of achieving a goal, you do the thing and you get to the goal. But in this case, you, you sacrifice maybe a meal or a sweet. It's instantly, at that moment it's painful, but you sleep better, you lose some weight, you know, your body changes, you get some mental clarity. I think it's... um Yeah, mental clarity, that's another That's one another, because that happened, you know, I did a little intermittent fasting and I feel like I just was a little sharper. And because you're just not, your body's not trying to digest all this glucose and fat. And it's cool, you just, you're just kind of focused. And I think it was Father Mike Schmidt, when we listened to, you know, Bible in the Year podcast. Yeah. In one of the many... um podcast he talked about a prayer in the morning offering up your suffering for the day but also offering up all your joys for the day giving it all to god right so maybe what can you you know think about connecting that pain to something you can offer up so maybe the suffering let's say you're 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 addicted to something you have some bad habits and you need the discipline of breaking that pattern and you're you're faced with that temptation or that moment maybe at that moment the only strength you'll have is God, get me through this. You know, give me the strength. I offer this suffering I'm having at this moment up to you. And and he gives you the strength. And then you have a deeper connection with God. You, he's on your side. And then you get past that moment of temptation or whatever it is. And you come out of the other end, you're like, man, that's pretty cool. You know, or whatever it is. I'm just thinking like that's another way of looking at it. No, absolutely. And I think another thing is toggling on with what you're saying there with your relationship with the Lord and talking to God about it. I think there's some self-discipline involved in, in, pra- in for myself in prayer life. Uh, you can also look at um, constantly going to church. It's something that's very important to me no matter where I'm at. Traveling, um, home, don't feel great. Football game's on. LSU, I'm normally darting over there. I'll bring you there, John, right after the game this week. <laughs> uh, uh, but I think there's – what do you think about the self-discipline aspect of our prayer life or uh, faith life? Yeah, I mean, I think that's always on the table. You know, there's always an opportunity for you to choose to do something else. Um, You know, there's always distractions. Um, So you have to be persistent. You have to be relentless in in that pursuit or it'll fall by the wayside like everything else. Um, I talked about earlier this year that, or maybe I didn't say it on the podcast, but with you guys, you know, with our new school set up, our new routine like that, I have about 50 minutes in the car. That's in the morning, cool. about Nitro. 50 yeah. minutes in the car, which I was not <laughs> excited about. But, you know, um, I started doing uh, the audio version of the Rosie in the morning with the boys. Mm. Um, so me and the boy, me and all the boys, minus John Lucia, uh, do the Rosie in the morning. Uh, Andrew only gets about half of it because he gets out before, you know, we go that long. And then we go across, start going across town. So we do a rosary together, me and all of my boys. And then I start doing the Chaplet of Divine Mercy song. So we get, I get all of that prayer time with all of my kids That's incredible. in the That's morning. Awesome. So it's, it's something that I wasn't super excited about, uh, that extra discipline, that extra time consumption in the morning, being in the car, doing things that were, that I didn't see as productive initially that, you know, have my eyes have been open to that opportunity to have that different prayer life prayer time with my kids. So it's been really awesome. Yeah. That's really neat. And what's, what's happening here too. I I was just thinking you creating a good habit too. You know, if you discipline yourself something to do something after a while, it becomes a habit that you're doing it and you don't even really, you know, it's not the discipline parts out the door. It's then it becomes an enjoyment, something you want to do. Right. Sometimes, you know, I've struggled with my prayer life at times in my lifetime. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm hot, sometimes I'm cold, but I know it takes discipline to show up and to have that 
quality time with God and you're doing it with your children. So you're showing them the benefits of this discipline. I mean, that's going to plant, that's like you're planting seeds that are just going to be just amazing. That's awesome. What about this self-discipline in relationships that could be obviously with your wives, significant others, your friends, uh, job, etc. I think there's something to be the, you know, that good old saying, get in what you put in watering, you know, it's like watering a plant, a relationship. And, uh, I mean, I'm very thankful. I think, you know, us self-discipline to come. Are yes. you spraying ladies with water? What's going on here? He is Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> going to blow by both those. <laughs> Sorry to put you in that boat, Greg. But, uh, <laughs> but we, uh, you know, you got to nurture, cultivate that relationship. And I think that that takes effort um, mm-hmm. along, especially like maybe people who don't live in the same town as you do, but even ourselves showing up to shoot the podcast um i was really appreciative on my birthday i both reached out to me john even showed up at the airport with tiny and wallace and had a banner out there john lucia was in the car too. Man, that was yeah john lucia was, was awesome. and it was a is a you know things like that i think go a long way but also take effort and take some form of discipline because you can i think the flesh in us we all have you know the flesh and it, it can be easy to get away and lose those relationships in our lives and uh, i think there's something to be said for for being disciplined to to be a good friend or be a good husband you know boyfriend co-worker girlfriend whatever it is i think there's something to be said for that too 100 percent. um relationships take nourishment and, you know friendships take nourishment and so you have to take the effort and discipline to be there for people and i think if it's just a message or an email or a phone call letting them know you're there mm-hmm. um otherwise like you said matt you, you can get caught up in the flesh and life and you know a month passes two months passes and you're like man I don't have any friends, or I, don't, I hadn't talked to this person I used to be so close to, and I don't, it, it hurts, and especially relationships with your spouse or your loved one. Um, I think people get complacent. You know, they're kind of be, they cohabitate and they lose that that excitement they've had when they were first married. And you know, I think all relationships go through that at times, especially the longer you've been married. But over time, you know, a discipline like you know, we, you know maybe whether it's a date night or praying together or taking some quality time, it, the discipline of, you know, that initiative, because it's easy not to do it. It's easy to kind of say, oh, I got to go do this project or watch this TV show. And it, it, it takes a conscious effort to make that a priority. And I think that's, you know, it's very important, like you said, to maintain those relationships. No, I agree. I mean, I think it's definitely something that you have to continue to pursue the relationship just because you're married, engaged, just because you have a friend doesn't mean that you're going to remain friends. It's something that you have to actively pursue and, you know, be disciplined in that behavior. So I think it's, uh, it's interesting. Certainly, you know, living the married life, it's something that is very important that you continue to pursue your wife, continue to show her, uh, importance, uh, her, your want and need and desire for that relationship to continue. So uh, I, I think that's right on, right on point CC as usual. No, you guys. Always, CC. Hey, I got one for y'all. What about self-discipline as it pertains to guarding your emotions, your heart, and the way you see life? And I'll tell you what what triggered this thought. Um, Some of y'all may remember our episode with Father Jim Sitchko, a good friend of ours. Father Father Jim. Jim. Father Jim, Jim. episode 29. We're trying to get to Kentucky. Don't worry, Unshakable faith of (laughs) Father Jim. We are coming to Kentucky. (laughs) If you follow him on Facebook, we've been chastised a few times. But it's not because, for lack of not wanting to. It's just life down here has been kind of crazy, and it's a challenge to escape sometimes. But we're coming. We're so, working on it. So hang in there. But anyway, old buddy, <laughs> Father Jim on his Facebook profile had a little, uh, you know, he posts a lot of great stuff. One of his little sticky notes he had said, ships don't sink because of the water around them. Ships sink because of the water that gets in them. 
Don't let what what's happening around you get inside you and weigh you down. I was like, man. I saw that. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And in the same day, I see two, I see another quote, at least this other quote that kind of was right in line. This is Napoleon Hill. He's a really uh, amazing author. If you ever look at his books, um, one of the founders and godfather, I say fathers of inspiration and motivation. But this one particular quote was, no one can make you jealous, angry, vengeful, or greedy unless you let them. Self-discipline is the first rule of all successful leadership. So it's like you think about these situations in life where something happens, something said, you wouldn't, and your instant emotion is to have angry, fearful, greedy, you know, but guarding your heart, having a discipline to check yourself, you know? And I think we, you know, we talked about living in the moment. You know, I think if you're present and you're really aware of what's happening, it's easier to do. Sometimes your emotions can, can get ahead of that. But what are y'all's thoughts on this, using self-discipline or, or being aware of self-discipline as it pertains to guarding your heart, your emotions, letting things get to you, mm-hmm. you know? No, I think that's exactly right because, I mean, that's something that, you know, no one ha- has that power over you unless you give, that to, give it to them, you know? You know, you have no matter what anybody says or does to you or what happens to you, you can control how you respond to that uh, positive or negative interaction. So that's, I think that's right on point. It, you know, you can give someone else that power to have control over you, of your emotions and, you know, react inappropriately. Or if you were focused on, uh, you know, your, your overall intent, you may handle those things better but um that's that's a power that i think if you don't exercise the discipline appropriately you're giving it away to someone else and i think that's phenomenal and something i I try to employ in my own life is not getting too high or too low it could be you know a something negative you're dealing with or hearing whatnot uh not letting that get in but also something you can on the flip positive you're doing great hearing hearing good stuff um you can obviously build you know a big head whatever you got to kind of watch both of those things and i think both ends of that spectrum I mean, I can personally say I've dealt with both sides of that coin. You got to be careful to let, you know, um, keep yourself uh, centered uh, with where you are in either one of those situations. Man, uh, Cece, that was great. And Father Jim, I appreciate you inspiring that little leg of the cast for us here. Um, before we get off the uh, off the mics here, so to speak, we're going to roll into the good old weekly segment of what made you hit the gas, what made you pump the brakes. And this week, Johnny Boy's going to take it in for us. Yeah, guys. I was in Baton Rouge the last couple of days for some uh, board meetings, and you know the opportunity presented it to presented itself to me. I literally hit the brake. So I was at a stoplight um, exiting on College Street in Baton Rouge, and there was a panhandler fellow that was walking up and down. You know, he had his little sign out, and uh, I rolled down my window and I offered him something. And this has never happened to me before, um, where he's like, "Oh man, thank you, I appreciate it so much." can I say a prayer for you? And I was like, absolutely. Huh. Go for it. And man, it was one of the most beautiful prayers I've ever heard. He prayed for my vehicle. He prayed for my travel. He prayed for my family. He prayed, I mean, just all kinds of stuff. It was just wow, an amazing, beautiful moment. I was sitting there, the light turned green, people were honking. Oh, <laughs> and, and you know, still going? Getting, the, getting, getting all excited and trying to, you know, losing control of their emotions. But sure. It was a, it was an amazing deal uh, that you know I had the opportunity to do something for this fella. I did, and I never been, I've never had anybody reciprocate anything wow. in that extent. But it was, uh, it was great. It was a beautiful prayer. Seeing another brother in Christ, man. Yeah, That's man. Awesome, man. It's a great. It story. was pretty cool. Like the whole time he would say, 
Dear Father God, he called him Father God the whole time. Which I, that oh. was a little unique, but it hey, was it you was like amazing. Sweet little baby Jesus. Yeah. I know, I do. Hey, I know. I was like, comes in all shapes like and sizes. I, lo- I like this Father God action. Father God. <laughs> Man, that is awesome. Thank so I was literally on the brakes whenever that happened. So that's that's a great literally story. Literally yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in with us this week. Uh, if you get a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, we would appreciate it. If you got some examples of self-discipline in your life or some tools you use, we'd love to hear from you on that as well. And until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Bye. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing, sun is shining, nothing more I need. Yeah. If you feel Just sing with me I'm living my best